Welcome in, old school 93.7 The Ticket. My name's Nate Brennan. Stepping in for DP and Jay today, and I've got Austin with me as well. Uh, so if you guys don't already know, as I've been saying throughout uh, the past couple weeks, I have accepted the job in Kansas City. No longer going to be around for on the block. No longer around for old school. Want to make sure you guys know too how much how much you mean to me. I I always tell people I'm just a kid from Virginia. Never stepped foot in Nebraska in my entire life. Offered a job. Finessed my way back into radio. I started in radio back in Virginia. Finessed my way back in. Got to meet DP. Got to meet the gang here at 93.7 The Ticket. And, and seriously, what's made Nebraska so great is the people. And, and all of our listeners are included in that. I can't express how much I'm thankful for all of you. You guys welcome me with open arms. Uh, again, I, I had no connection to Nebraska, but I leave and this is... One of the most important things in my life now. So, you guys, I will credit you for that because now you've made me a crazy Nebraska fan. But you guys will be in good hands with Austin. Uh, 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Start Aim and Text Line. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. At Start Aim and Jewelers Video Stream. Uh, let's bring him in. Austin, what's going on, man? How, how, are you, how are you liking things so far? I know it can be kind of a lot the first couple of days being thrown into the fire. But you seem to be holding it down so far. You know, I appreciate you guys bringing me along. Slowly, hopefully, surely, eventually. <laughs> right, but right. yeah, just getting to know everyone, getting to know the audience, the the vibe. I guess, for mm-hmm. lack of a better word, you know, computer's a computer, mouse is a mouse. You, you touch a button, you know, you're on air, you're off air. You're playing a block, you're not. That stuff will come. But it's been nice to uh, see friendly, smiling faces. No one's cold shouldered me so far. So <laughs> appreciate everyone here. At the that's ticket. well, that's the ticket, and that's how it works. And. You look like you have a good head on your shoulders, which will be a big adjustment for everyone because well, it's I've a face for radio, so unfortunately <laughs> we're streaming. But well, that's well, no, that's the one benefit is that they they throw me on TV. So I always thought I had a face for radio, but someone decided differently, and here I am. So uh, it's 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 definitely good to have you. Uh, welcome to the team. I know I Appreciate won't be around it. for it, but it sounds like you'll be a breath of fresh air because, as people know, I have quite a few hot takes and I say a lot of <laughs> blasphemous things. So well, we'll keep the ACC we'll vibe going in. though. So. That's right. That's that's right. I don't know if I'm a big supporter of Duke, but as long as you throw a couple ACC things in there, uh, my hokey homerism probably won't be missed as much. Uh, again, four zero two four six four five six eight five. Want to hear from you guys? So let's let's talk about it a little bit because I think that I'm not frustrated that Sam Hartman left for Notre Dame, and we can have a bigger discussion about the transfer portal. My frustration is is what it's become. So Sam Hartman, for people that aren't aware starting quarterback at Wake Forest, now the all-time leader for passing touchdowns in ACC history. He'll be passed by Drake May, but for now. He probably will be. He probably will be. But as it currently stands, all-time leader in pass touchdowns. I think the writing was on the wall. You knew he was going to move on. He decided to stay another year at Wake Forest this year. Had a bit of a health scare to start the season. Uh, Finishes out strong. You knew he was going to move on. My frustration with the transfer portal, and I don't know if I'm worried that Nebraska is going to fall victim to this, but I don't think that they're susceptible to it, is you have the schools like the Notre Dame. You have the schools like the Michigan, the Ohio States, the Georgias, these top-tier schools. You have a Wake Forest that you're basically a farm system at this point. And I think that's my frustration because Sam Hartman, I don't know if you, you saw this, but... On Twitter specifically, they still had a bowl game to play, and it had already been released that he is the front runner to be the next starting quarterback at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. 
And something about that just rubs me the wrong way because because it's wrong something because something something is happening behind the scenes and we can say it's not pay for play we can say that there's no collusion going on or anything like that i don't buy it because how come the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks in the acc at power five conference has already decided before he plays his bowl game where he's going to go and it just so happens to be a blue blood that doesn't sit with me the right way the athletics number one transfer player available yeah he's gonna have people talking to him when they shouldn't be or not supposed to be it's not surprising that it happens I mean it's been happening since the dawn of college football we have to be honest with ourselves this isn't new even if the transfer portal and the way it's being handled is new ish this kind of stuff these conversations have been going on since sports have happened it just sucks because Wake Forest like you said not a traditional power by any sense of the imagination had some success with Sam Hartman, right? At Perry, right? Stud, Dave Clawson, uh, the mm-hmm. the slow mesh sort of offense. They've done great some, coach, great coach. Yes, done some. I don't say revolutionary, but some innovative stuff on the offensive side of the ball, and that's what I think is good for college football is when there aren't just the blue bloods. Now that's why we're expanding from a fourteen playoff to twelve, right? Sooner than later, try to get some new people in, and that's why I still think group of five is guaranteed in that, right? And think about a school like Wake Forest. That's not a college football playoff team. Even last year, when they were better, not a college football playoff team. But they get you know a New Year's Six Bowl or a New Year's Day Bowl, something like that, where that's really good for that program. It gives them something to still shoot for while knowing, hey, this is probably our outlier season. It's going to be really hard for us to sustain this. But for this group of guys, they put in the effort, they put in the work, they get to go to a good bowl game. That's an accomplishment for this university. I know success is success. Championships are championships. It's a very rings culture that we're in. But I do think to some level, success does have to be relative. You know, Sam Hartman did stuff at Wake Forest that hardly anyone has ever done. Right. Set records at Wake Forest like no other Wake Forest quarterback had before. And it's schools like that and situations like that that you want to be able to celebrate those players. How is that school going to think of Sam Hartman? He did so much good for that university. Took him to new heights. And then he just dips. He's just gone. Not to say that you know players shouldn't be allowed to leave. Clearly, that shouldn't be the case. If something's wrong, they need to go somewhere else. Or you know you, you play yourself into that kind of bigger role to bigger school. Sure, more power to you. You did that work. But I think it should be more of a credit to the players that you know stick at their school for four years, that accomplish new things for that institution that we should praise more so than we should knock Sam Hartman. You know, hate the player or hate the game, not the player. I think, and I agree with you, and I think the transfer portal, there will be ramifications, and I think it'll change a little bit because the current way that it's constructed I don't think is a long-term solution, and I don't think the NIL is either. The problem the, the problem that I've had with the transfer portal since day one, it's not kids transferring, it's not kids taking money to go to other schools. Listen, they have a talent that I will never possess. <laughs> I will never be a Division One football player. I will probably never excel to my position, my role, the way that a Bryce Young does, where he's worth a $4 million NIL deal. Mm-hmm. Or, or throw out a Drake May is probably going to get a handsome NIL. Okay, I understand that. These players should be rewarded for that. My problem, but what kind of reward is it? Right, and, and the thing is, too, if you want, if you're Sam Hartman and you think that Notre Dame gives you the opportunity to elevate your game, improve your draft stock, compete for a national championship, do it. 
Good for you. Mm-hmm. You have excelled at a high level that gives you the ability to do it. My problem is these schools stepping in and noticing a talent that's Sam Hartman and saying, we'll give you X that Wake Forest cannot give you. And it's been going on forever, and it and it always will happen. But the thing is that we've reached the point now that it's so out in the open. Like we can, we can say that this has been happening. This wasn't. I mean, think about the top college quarterbacks. Say, like, a, for example, a David Carr goes to Fresno State, the number one overall pick in the draft. That kid has one good season at Fresno State. He gone. He's gone. And that and that's that's the college football that we live in. So it's it's and I want to make myself clear because I feel like a lot of people always misconstrue what I'm saying. I have no problem with Sam Hartman going to Notre Dame. I'm happy for the kid. I like think you said, gonna, he earned it. I think it's going to elevate his draft stock. I think he's going to make more money. Mm-hmm. And I have I, I can never hate on someone for that. I can be frustrated with the situation, the system. Because because you, you look at a school like a Wake Forest, and the same thing happened last year at Pittsburgh with Jordan Addison. You look at these <laughs> schools, there's nothing you can do. They're, and the rich are going to get richer, and I know that's life, that's the system. But the thing is, at the end of the day, at what point is that not beneficial for a kid? Because at the end, and I, and I know that we, we, we talk about now with NIL, they're probably not kids. But you look at these these situations, Sam Hartman, I believe, is 23, 24 years old. He can make these decisions. You talk to an 18, 19-year-old kid, you have one good season at an institution, and then someone throws you money. Is that what's best for you in the moment? Is that what's best for your career? Is that what's best for your future? I don't know if they can answer that, it, and I think that's wrong. Definitely in the moment, it's probably better. You know, if you get to a you know, bigger, better school, you know, quote-unquote, it's probably better in the moment. It's a better short-term situation for football, at least you you think. That's why you make that move. For the career, again, on the surface, I'm sure it looks like it. You're going to some place that'll get you drafted higher, give you more money, which you know I don't say never hurt anyone, but right. gave people more wiggle room, I guess. You can't answer those questions till you look back, and that's where I think sometimes we're quick to judge kids' motivation. Again, kids, not kids, players' motivations when they make these decisions. Maybe it is motivated by money. Sometimes it seems like it's really easy to tell when guys are moving because they got a better deal. I mean, look at Nigel Pack, you know, moving from Kansas State to Miami. Before he even sign, the Miami booster says, oh yeah, here's what we're giving him. You know, that's a money grab, and I don't like that necessarily. But unless we know for sure, see like, hey, this kid's getting this much. He wasn't getting this back here. It's hard for me to, you know, the easy thing to do is to say, yep, he's going for the money. You know, I, I tend to want to believe that kids do have good advisors around them. That you would hope. I, I know there are so many cases where they don't, and they make the rash decision. They go for money, they get their ego puffed up, and they make that decision to move, and it all falls apart or doesn't go according to plan. And that sucks because as much as college athletics are – you know, an entertainment product as big as they've become for guys like you and me who watch it and then we come on the air the next day and talk about it. It's also about the student athletes. You know, it, it has to be. They're the ones who, that are out there playing. It's their future that they've made the decision to play. It's their future that they're putting on the line every time they walk out there on a field. So more so than the transfer portal being bad or NIL being bad, rather than focusing on that aspect of it, 
don't try to take those away. Don't try to demean kids for taking advantage of the system in place. Mm -hmm. Try to make sure there are as many guardrails in in the system as possible to help kids make the most informed decisions they can. Because you and I's opinion of what's best for a kid is probably different than theirs in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. But as long as the player can look themselves in the mirror and say, I made this decision for reason X, Y, Z, and I'm comfortable with it, I have no leg to stand on to tell them they're wrong. I agree, and I and I've always said that too. I, I just I, I think that in all of this, we're starting to to forget what's best for the kid, and I, and I think they're the only ones that can answer this. Before we go to break, I want to answer what Husker Soft says here. Uh, don't the smaller schools benefit from the kids in the portal that transfer down for playing time? Yes, in a sense, but I, I think when you look at this, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And you have you have a a school like Wake Forest. You have Sam Hartman, one of the better quarterbacks in college football, and he's going to move up. And you're going to get someone that didn't get the playing time and moves down. I, I I'm not going to throw shade at anyone. I'm not going to single anyone out. We had guys that came to the University of Nebraska that did exactly that, and guess what? They never saw the field, and when they did, they did not perform at a high level. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the reality, and that's going to happen, and it's and there are going to be circumstances where that works out great. You look at Trey Palmer, didn't get the playing time at LSU, now he's looking to be a second, third-round draft pick. Boom. Just like that. Love it. Mm-hmm. That's not always the reality. It's not, and it's not going to be. And even if the, the players that enter the transfer portal, only about 50% end up at the FBS level. Not Bingo. just not just power Bingo. five, but FBS level overall. Bingo. They go Bingo. FCS. They go division two. Because for as many kids enter the portal, it's not just a, a one spot, one spot. You're not just trading them Bingo. within right. the FBS teams. There are guys transferring up from FCS. Think it's Bill Cox. Yeah, JUCO. Those spots are filled. So these guys that were, you know, at one point thought to be division one football players, either they couldn't hack it or, you know, it wasn't the best situation for them, so they transfer. There's not necessarily a spot guaranteed. You know, just because you want to go to a Power 5, you know, say you're an Alabama player. You're not getting the playing time. You want to transfer somewhere else, Power 5. Just because you went to Alabama, you might get a couple more offers. That doesn't mean people are automatically lining up at your door. You know, the odds are not in your favor in terms of how the math works out to find another Power 5 landing spot where you think you want to go. Even Group of 5, there are so many instances where... Sure, on the surface, it looks like, oh, yeah, you're a Group of Five program. They'd be lucky to have this guy if they can get him. Group of Five is getting a lot better. Group of Five is better? They've elevated their game. They have. And, again, these schools are so used to doing just regular recruiting with the -the under-the-radar gems. They're built, I think, in a way that sometimes they can afford to take flyers on it. You're lucky to have me type of transfer down. But more often than not, those guys are going to kill that culture. Coaches don't want that. Yeah, and, and that's per example too. I mean, you look at a Tulane. They don't. I mean, they don't. They don't need those four and five star guys in the transfer portal. What they're doing right now is successful, and they're probably going to stick with that blueprint. Uh, we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Old School ninety three seven, the ticket. This is Austin. He's taking over for me here next week. We're going to get to know him coming up next on Old School. Stay with us. <laughs> 